You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S., In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Greg Olson, a wellness expert in Lake Forest, California. Dr. Olson graduated from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic in 1994 and specializes in restoring health to patients through functional medicine, rehabilitation, neurology, kinesiology, chiropractic care, and more. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, Hashimoto's, the cause of 90% of low thyroid. Hello, Dr. Olson. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Thanks for calling, and I look forward to talking to you today. Great. Well, what is Hashimoto's disease? Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disorder associated with the thyroid. Um, and what that means is, is uh, through various mechanisms, the, the body has decided to start attacking uh, the thyroid. And so the thyroid can be attacked in a couple of different uh, areas. Uh, one is through what's called the thyroid peroxidase enzyme, um, and the other uh, area in the thyroid that it attacks is the uh, thyroglobulin. Um, and so uh, what we typically see with uh, Hashimoto's, um, somebody typically doesn't go, woo, wake up and say, I have Hashimoto's. So uh, Hashimoto's has been found through, uh, through research and uh, laboratory evaluation to be the cause of roughly 90% of, of people who are experiencing low thyroid. Uh, most people, well, some people have heard of it, but most people don't know the association with this. Um, they oftentimes just get found to have low thyroid um, and then get, so you get told you have hypothyroid, not looking at the cause, just given some, uh, some thyroid hormone and said, here, start taking these, um, rather than Saying, okay, well, here's here's uh, you know the problem. We've got some low thyroid, and asking, what's the root cause of that? You know, is there a reason why this is happening? Um, and so, from a functional uh, medicine standpoint, when we begin looking at that, we begin uh, rather than doing a, a laboratory evaluation with just looking at TSH um, or thyroid stimulating hormone, we look at the thyroid uh, antibodies and say. Hey, there's an immune pro- immune system problem here. We need to address the immune system problem, and uh, so Hashimoto's is uh, then it's an autoimmune problem um, needing to be addressed that way. Um, and what symptoms do people experience if they have Hashimoto's, and what methods are used to diagnose it? So people who experience Hashimoto's, um, as I was beginning to go into earlier, um, uh, typically have low thyroid symptoms, uh, and that can that can be uh, and typically is uh, you know definitely fatigue. They get a good night's sleep. Uh, they might get excessive sleep, but they still wake up every day saying, "I'm just I never have enough energy. I never feel energized, no matter how much sleep I get. Um, their digestion can be slow. They have weight gain." Um, so just a patient uh, the other day uh, was reporting that uh, family-wise, they thought she just uh, was very active, uh, but through family pictures was being able to identify just steadily gaining weight, steadily gaining weight, steadily gaining weight, um, which didn't make any sense being very active and young. Uh, so was eventually diagnosed with 
uh, a thyroid disorder, um, and then ultimately determined to be uh, Hashimoto's. So um, methods used to diagnose it. Uh, so most commonly, uh, when people are looking at thyroid type thyroid type symptoms, uh, will be having a, a blood test done, uh, and they may have something called TSH tested for thyroid stimulating hormone, or they may just test for T3 or T4. Uh, typically, from uh, in the body, from, it works on a feedback loop. If the thyroid is putting out low thyroid hormone or low T3 or T4, um, it's going to go feedback-wise up to the brain. The brain is going to interpret that and say, hey, it's low thyroid hormone, um, and then interpret that for increased need, and then will result in an in, uh, increased TSH uh, for the diagnosis of low thyroid. So uh, to diagnose Hashimoto's, uh, we need to go a step further with that and uh, look at the thyroid antibodies. Those thyroid antibodies are thyroid peroxidized or TPO antibodies or thyroid globulin antibodies. Those are the two most common ones uh, to look at it, to identify if there's an autoimmune reaction going on. The challenge with diagnosing Hashimoto's is when you have a blood test, um, that blood test is only telling us what that thyroid test, what those uh, levels are at that time, at that day. And we do know that there are times when people can have various stages in this autoimmune response where we could have uh, anywhere from a normal response to an elevated response to a decreased response. So if we have uh, somebody experiencing low thyroid um, and we have other indicators that there might be autoimmunity going on, sometimes we have to pursue that and uh, look on several occasions, different days, different times um, to, to uh, correctly uh, reach that diagnosis. And do researchers know what causes Hashimoto's and is it possible to prevent getting it? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Knowing what causes Hashimoto's. Um, Hashimoto's being an autoimmune disorder, uh, one of the most common mechanisms looked at these days is uh, because the autoimmunity reaction, um, the, the body's immune system doesn't, just doesn't say, hey, that thyroid tissue, that thyroid peroxidized enzyme or thyroid globulin looks tasty, let's go attack it. Um, basically, the immune system works by targeting uh, protein sequences in the body called amino acid sequences. And so um, those two areas happen to have uh, protein sequences um, that were targeted by the body saying, hey, this isn't something that should be going on in here, and this is similar to this other area that I've been attacking, and it starts attacking uh, the thyroid tissue. So um, where that step comes from before then, when we're looking for the cause of these areas, um, most of the time we take that back to how the gut is working. And so if the gut is working properly, um, it's a selective membrane. It only lets certain things through. Um, when that membrane is compromised, uh, we can begin to see uh, substances passing through the gut that are getting into the system. Your body then says, hey, that's foreign. It's not supposed to be there. Um, and they start attacking it. Um, one of the most common causes of those is gluten or gliadin-type issues. And so um, in the in the um, autoimmunity arena, looking at uh, thyroid and looking at the causes of Hashimoto's, um, those are really some of the beginning mechanisms with it. Um, so if, if there's a cons 
concern, if there's a family history, um, you know, one of the one of the best things to do to work at in terms of preventing it is uh, understanding how the gut works, understanding that um, gluten for uh, in an overall picture is is not good for the intestines, um, and going being on a, a low low gluten no gluten diet, or at least making sure that you're not eating genetically modified grains, um, and um, really having an understanding of your family history um, so that you can know, um, you know, what your um, um, likelihood of, of experiencing this is. Um, the other side of that is also that women, uh, unfortunately, uh, experience uh, this majority of the time. So um, that's also, um, we'll say, a risk factor. So uh, very important in terms of, of understanding those things and, and the possibility of preventing it. Okay. And how is Hashimoto's commonly treated? Are there any natural therapies or ways to help improve the condition? Well, when we look at uh, how to treat Hashimoto's, um, Hashimoto's uh, resulting in a, a hypothyroid situ- uh, diagnosis, um, most commonly, even if it is diagnosis, even if it is diagnosed, isn't treated any differently um, in, a, in the medical model. Uh, from a medical standpoint, uh, you diagnose with Hashimoto's, you have low thyroid, uh, you'll be given uh, one of a number of different uh, thyroid hormones and said, here, take this. Um, and I have yet to see um, in that model where somebody is, has, uh, a provider has stepped back and said, hey, what's the cause of this? Um, and instead, just treat it with the thyroid hormone. And typically in those situations, the autoimmune reaction continues on. Um, the person gets unstable, and they typically don't get results. They'll feel a little better on the thyroid hormone, um, but typically they're not getting full resolution. They're still not getting uh, good nights, uh, not uh, waking up and feeling like I've got abundance of, in- abundance of energy. Uh, typically their weight doesn't, uh, doesn't stabilize uh, and really still just continue to suffer. So... Um, but typically, uh, in that situation, they're just going, okay, well, your thyroid, your hormone levels look good, so, uh, you should be fine, uh, just deal with it, uh, figure it out, or just deal with it. Um, so in terms of natural therapies or ways to help improve the condition, uh, that is one of the areas that I specialize in, um, and from a, uh, natural therapy standpoint, I can say, I don't, I don't, uh, per se treat Hashimoto's. Um, what I look at is thyroid hormone metabolism, um, and that's and also the immune component. So, so from a, uh, a natural treatment standpoint, we begin to look at what's causing what's causing the immune system to respond, um, and that's where we can go into looking at, um, as I was mentioning before, about the gut function. Do we have a compromised uh, intestinal lining, or uh, also known as leaky gut? Do we have uh, gluten or gliadin issues? Uh, there's also uh, now through new testing and understanding that there can be foods that cross-react um, or are very similar in that protein sequence to those uh, gluten proteins. And so there's a big category of foods that um, also need to be evaluated and determined there. So if we can uh, identify and, tamp- and dampen or remove that re- immune response, and we can look at the areas where that thyroid hormone metabolism may be um, compromised, and that can be uh, by looking at liver function, by looking at gut function. Um, 
we typically get great results in improving those thyroid symptoms um, and the thyroid hormone function. And lastly, what are the risks to the body if Hashimoto's goes untreated? Well, that's a, that's a big one um, because uh, in the medical model, uh, Hashimoto's, most of the time goes untreated, just uh, not being recognized or treated as an autoimmune condition, just being treated as a low thyroid. So what happens is if you don't treat the autoimmune condition, then the autoimmunity continues to go on. Uh, so uh, in the environment that we're cur currently in, um, with the exposure to uh, many different foods, food additives, uh, cross-reactive foods, um, high levels of stress, uh, compromising gut function, compromising our diet, um, uh, this uh, it really gets complicated in terms of uh, how that autoimmunity continues and progresses along. So commonly, if this goes untreated, we'll begin to see other areas in the body, if not already, um, begin to get attacked. So we can get multiple areas of autoimmunity, um, the thyroid never gets stabilized, uh, continue to have poor energy, continue to have weight gain or unable to lose weight, um, and usually ties in with um, just generally not being happy. Um, uh, just knowing that, you know, I can feel better, I can do better, there's something holding me back, there's something not right. And so uh, for me, the biggest risk is that autoimmunity. Um, uh, the thyroid can be begin to get attacked, um, that can, uh, other areas that that can go into can be uh, affecting the uh, pancreatic tissue, um, spinal cord tissue or myelin sheath, brain tissue. Um, those to me are what I see as the big, biggest risk is that autoimmunity uh, continuing to progress and deteriorate the body. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Olson. We know you're busy, so I just want to thank you for your time and your help today. Uh, you're welcome. It was great talking to you today. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.askdrolson.com or call 949-859-5192 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to... RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.